James, you very much are the outsider in this yeah. film. Your yeah. character, Jay, is sort of thrown into this animal kingdom world. So I was curious to know if there were things deliberately done to keep you as an outsider in a way. Um, were you kept away from the other actors? No, Ben, ben tried to avoid me uh, as much as he could. And mm-hmm. At the time, I didn't understand why, but I do in retrospect because you know, Ben's a very dedicated actor and he did what he needed to, to get the relationship right between me and him. Um, so he'd call me things like John and Jack and deliberately get my name wrong. And oh, really? To create a bit of antagonism? Yeah, well, not too much, but just to the point where I just, you know, you don't make sudden movements or anything, that sort of stuff, which was, which reflects the relationship between uh, Josh and Pope. Yep. Um, but other than that, I think everyone else was really uh, warm to me and supportive, but it was it was baptism by fire and I, I wasn't kind of... My hand wasn't held the whole way through. I just had to kind of pick it up and go as I was going along. Much like your character. Yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, Luke, I reckon the character you play, Darren, is probably the most difficult of the Cody's to pin down. We've got... So we know Pope is the psycho. Uh, Barry, he's the nice one. Craig is the speed freak. And we've got Jay as the outsider. Where did you see Darren fitting in? Because I find him the most ambiguous, mysterious character in the film in many ways. <laughs> now, I call him the inflicted one. Ah, great. Yeah, yep. he was the one that was inflicted by the family. You know, mm-hmm. like generally the whole uh, spectrum of families are is like the oldest son tends to be the hero of the family, always having to prove himself. Which I guess Ben's is the middle one's always the negativity of the family. Mine's the lost child. Yep. So I felt like the lost child in that. Um, as much as though my mom gave me nurture, I always felt like I didn't fit in. Mm-hmm. And also, too, the fact that my brothers were so uh, uh, evil towards me, or so malicious towards me, made me feel like, uh, you know, I was always inflicted. And I was always being, uh, it's like I'm, I felt like I had a, a building on top of my head. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm very, like, you know, like that. You do get a sense that there's not too much that's different between Darren and Jay, and if things had worked out differently, you could have been... Very true. I mean, J- J- Darren... Well, I should have been the lead, but no. <laughs> Darren was, is like a... You know, he's not too... They made him, like, what? Was it three or four years? Five, five, yeah. years, five years older. Yeah. Well, there's that line that you used to play together yeah. when you were, you were younger. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And uh, and so in that sense, you know, he, he's... He would, like, in five years' time, if Jay... I believe if Jay was in that family the way... Um, uh, the whole circumstance played out without anyone dying. He probably would have ended up very similar to where I was. Yeah, right. You know, um, that's just my personal point of view. It might be right, might be wrong. But he he seemed like uh, you know, I just it was an immaturity towards my character too. But also there was a maturity. It was quite divided, yeah. and that was a great thing to play with. Well, you've played some pretty extraordinary characters. So you've got a career criminal now on your resume, and before that, you you know you won you won an AFI for yeah. playing an autistic boy with ADD. Mm-hmm. Now these are obviously characters which are really removed from who you are. Mm-hmm. How do you get into the head of these characters? What do you have? A, do you have a method? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, well, I mean, Black Balloon was very uh, more a lot more technical mm-hmm. in the sense that I really had to do my research, find, break my character down, and then live it in certain circumstances. This character was a little less... This character... It was like I had to pinch and ouch everybody in Black Balloon. This character I had to ouch. So my dependency was more on um, my fellow actors pinching me, like Ben Mendelsohn and, and Sullivan, but especially Ben, because Ben... And Ben has that ability as an actor to really make you be affected, and not just you playing affected, to make you affected. And so I really... Uh, 
I really knew that. And we had a certain agreement to do that. And, you know, and, and it goes into another place. It was not just like, I know he's doing this because he wants me. It was like we started eventually believing that we didn't like each other and oh wow and all that, but only for the work. And then after the shoot, you know, we're, we're back to where we were. And okay. for me, that's I just love that. That's art to me. So I really enjoyed it. And it nearly drove me mad. Planned to kill him, but uh, <laughs> yeah, there was plotted to kill him. They will not. Oh, well, I'm, I'm not sure if that. Let's was go good. trash his house. <laughs> yeah, one day I was in the trailer, um, Luke and I would watch either UFC fighting or cooking yeah. shows. Cooking shows, yeah. In, in the trailer, because we shared a room, and I remember Luke coming back into the trailer one day and being like, man, my friends, I know where Ben lives, they're going to trash his party. <laughs> <laughs> and I believed him, I was just like, oh, okay. I just, it, it, it seemed, there was something that I was pitching, I was trying to annoy the hell out of Ben because I knew that Ben would treat me worse. Yep. So and then we'd leave it alone, and I wouldn't annoy him so much just to be treated badly. But it was a, it was a really good psychological game. But it was fun. It was always fun. It wasn't fun while doing it. But when you look back on it, you go. And you realise that it was all happening because that was the dynamic that you wanted to reflect on screen. Wow, that's really really fascinating. James, something I've been looking forward to asking you is in this film, Jay, he's almost a blank slate. To the extent that I certainly wondered if he's maybe developmentally challenged. You're allowed to make jokes, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that comparison's come up a couple of times. I don't think that he was, but he was just so socially inept. Yep. Um, you know, his, his father was never around and his mother was not a very good mother. Yeah. Um, and also emotionally. And, and emotionally, mm. like, just repressed in so many ways. And that on top of being kind of a naive and quiet kid. Hmm. Might give the impression of some firm form of like Asperger's or autism or something, but um, no, I don't think he was. No. Well, he's certainly not dumb, and no, and we don't want to give anything but away. But he, but there is yeah. a difference between you know being street smart and just being intelligent. Yep. You know, I think that's apparent in a lot of criminals in that uh, they've got they've definitely got their wits about them, but they might not. I mean, I haven't actually seen the film, but I do remember a scene where uh, you and went just the mother still dies. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. how it opens, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, and the way that Grandma uh, approaches you, my mother, yeah. uh, Jackie Weaver, and and in itself that is a good sign of where Jay is, because mm-hmm. you know he he didn't shed a tear, mm. you know he didn't yeah. he was just very non-response, numb, numb, and numb, and that grew and grew, and then yeah. finally you found your voice at the end, I guess. Yeah, and it, you know without giving any plot spoilers away, he he's also the sort of person that. Um, <laughs> No, he doesn't. <laughs> oh, I just gave away the ending. <laughs> um, it, uh, one, another thing that we, David and I worked out was that Josh is the sort of person, because he's so repressed in so many ways, his emotions as well, so it gets to the point where he just, you know, goes down and down and down and down and down and down to the point where he breaks, and then when he breaks, he really does. Well, there's, you get this one extraordinary scene which I reckon maybe is a minute of screen time, if that, where you just get to do all the emoting yeah. in this one moment that everybody else gets a whole film to do. Honestly, I didn't find it too difficult because it was such a straightforward um, action that I knew exactly what I needed to do and what I needed to be thinking about. Mm-hmm. And, um, and yeah, that was it. I, I find that I can switch on and off my emotions quite quickly, and especially with being really overwhelmed in them. Blubbery, I suppose, and uh, David. In the rehearsal period, um, I, you know, I went really 
far to the end of that emotional spectrum. And David took me aside after the audition and he said, don't let anyone know you can do that. But on set, I'm going to come up to you at some points and just go, bring it, yep. and then you do it. And that was all he said. So that morning when we were shooting that bathroom scene, he just walked up to me. It was just like, bring it, and then walked off. And that was it. And I had a really simple um, thought in my head, which was, I think it was like, almost like a, a mantra. So I wasn't trying to uh, overwhelm myself with the repercussions of everything that the character had happened, but it was just a really straightforward, simple thought um, that was applicable to the context in the kind of most childlike ways. And then that was kind of how I yeah, did it. Okay. I tried to say that without giving anything away, but it doesn't make sense on its own. No, that's good. Does, that's good. We can sense. take that with us and then... Basically, he can cry. Yeah. Good. Very convincingly. Very, good. Very convincingly. <laughs>